everyone, I'm Mike Ward and welcome to Conversations in Healthcare, a video series brought to you by DRG, part of Clarivate. This episode is one of a number that we're recording alongside On Helix, uh, a digital conference that is hosted by One Nucleus. In line with this, I'm delighted to be joined by Russ Bradford and, and Charlotte Allen from Parkinson's Concierge, uh, an organization established and run by patients to raise awareness about how best to help people with uh, Parkinson's disease. With many companies in the life sciences sector having a, a stated mission of being patient-centric, this conversation will let us hear firsthand the views of those closest to the disease. So uh, Charlotte, Russ, thanks uh, very much for um, joining us and I hope you and those you care about are all keeping well. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks very much for inviting us. We're delighted to come and tell you a bit more about what we do. Great. So what sort of you know, prompted you to you know, co-found the organisation in the first place? I mean, can you, you outline what Parkinson's Concierge actually does? Yeah. Um, essentially, what we are is we are a voice for people with Parkinson's. We both have Parkinson's. We're partners to each other. So we're both carers for each other, too. So we're quite an unusual sort of business model, quite unique. Um, we wanted to set up Parkinson's Concierge to help all the people um, access things that they weren't aware about, uh, campaign for better sort of entitlements for people with Parkinson's. Everybody always believes people with Parkinson's are elderly people, but they're not. There's children ranging from nine to ten, right up the scale of ages. So we established Parkinson's Concierge um, to work with the charities but do a totally different job we're not a charity we are a limited company and we spend every day of the week campaigning or researching or looking into sort of services and products that people can offer to people with parkinson's mainly to improve their quality of life so so what who, who are you most you know uh, looking to influence uh, as parkinson's concierge is it, is it is it people with Parkinson's or is it other, other people who you know, might not be as aware of, 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 of the challenges? Um, a bit of both, Mike, to be honest. There's a number of Parkinson's support groups that can be found on the likes of Facebook or social media. Where we differ is Charlotte and I both come from a business background. So we... We've noticed for a long time within the community, there's a lot of awareness creating. So that tends to only be delivered to the people with the condition where Charlotte and I want to make radical change is we want to campaign, educate and create awareness to people outside of the community who know very little about the community. Um, such as, you know, we, we um, the commercial side, you know, the, the, big, the big towers in London, we want to go in and tell people what it's like living with Parkinson's. Because um, as the world's fastest growing neuro, neurological condition, there's still a lot of people don't know anything about Parkinson's. So, 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 what are the sort of the sort of the key challenges? I mean, so sort of say, but there's, 
you know, sort of maybe you're not so much awareness, but you know, specifically, are there sort of you know particular sort of issues around the condition that you think that people mm-hmm. should be more aware of? Totally. Now, I don't know whether people are aware, but Parkinson's disease actually affects everybody differently. It's very rarely two people the same, which obviously makes it harder for the academics and the people in research because because we're all so different and everyone suffers with different symptoms. It's going to be hard to find a cure. And really, we believe in our lifetime there probably won't be a cure. And therefore, we've chosen to concentrate on quality of life, the here and now, so everybody can live their life. Um, The other thing we're very passionate about, because we are all different, is patient-centred healthcare. We promote this wherever we go, because we're all different. Again, we should have a tailored care package to match the individual, because giving everybody the same drug would not have the same effect. So really, we're shouting out to the academics, the professionals, why not get to know us, engage with us, we'll talk to pharma, we'll talk to any, anyone who'll listen to us and that can help our quality of life and improve our sort of like daily lives and also the lives of people that we live around, our families and, and friends and everyone. Okay, so, so we'll, we'll, we'll come back to that patient centricity. But before that, I mean, are there some sort of examples of your work that you've already done, your successes that you've actually you know, had um, in, 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 with um, Parkinson's concierge? Yeah, yeah, thanks for bringing that point, Mike. Um, Charlotte and I have recently received an award for, uh, from the European Society for Patient-Centered Healthcare, the ESPCH, for our advocating work within and also without, without the community um, for the work that we've done. We've also had a film made of our life story um, which is a 25-minute short film, which is currently going around the film festivals. It was due to go to Cannes even, um, but it will be um, going around the film festivals. But we've had that sort of produced by professional actors, and it's all about our life story and what we've experienced along the way too. So there are those things. But I, I just wonder, sort of, for example, you should have said you know, about how you're helping people Okay. Um, you know, sort of deal with uh, Parkinson's, etc. Okay. I, I just sort of, you know, are there sort of uh, you know, some key um, key tips that that you guys have developed? Or yeah, uh, yeah, Mike, the, we we've actually developed quite a following. Um, with with the onset of Parkinson's, a lot of people go into a zone, and they do one of two things there, they join a group or they steer away from the group and they also tend to lock themselves away from people. And, you know, quite often that involves being non-disclosive about the condition um, to family and friends or they become, well, like like, like hermits um, because it can affect you with a lot of a lot of specific ways it can cause a lot of um oh a lot of types of disorders um a lot of tendencies like suicidal thoughts 
mental health. And what we try to do is we reach out to people who I feel are going through a similar journey that I went once went through. And, you know, we, we now kind of know the signs to look out for and where we're best able to deliver our services. Yeah, and also recently we've teamed up with um, Parkinson's UK and the Excellence Network, and we're doing a webinar once a month and bringing the community together with the, um, the experts that are research um, or specialist nurses or whatever, and getting them to do a Q&A session with the community and really get any questions they're not sure about answered. Um, and, and, you know, this is something that hasn't been encouraged before or hasn't been done before. Also, we're building a global um, Parkinson's community alongside a, a sort of new organisation we've met called Re-Me Life. And they've actually set up a page for Parkinson's. And literally, we're building a community right across the globe of, and trying to attract as many of those 10 million people with Parkinson's. Obviously, we won't attract them all, but, you know, we're looking for them to join our community. And we're going to have an online health and well-being portal that anyone can carry out anything to improve their lives virtually. Right. So, so you, you have these, the, these webinars uh, yeah. where you, you, you're engaging with experts and it means that you know people you know with parkinson's or or their carers can watch this and and, and yeah. some 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 tips etc mm-hmm. um and you mentioned the fact that you know earlier on about sort of just academic research etc yeah you know, what what sort of engagement have, have, have you um had with either your research groups or, or even even pharmaceutical companies, you know, and around, you know, sort of clinical trials of, of, of treatments? Well, I've, I've been involved in a lot of research studies for, for not only my neurologist, but for Charlotte's neurologist, uh, based up in Newcastle. We're very, very privileged to have a fantastic team. Um, We've got probably one of the best networks for Parkinson's in the country, I would say. Um, we've got we've got facilities in North Shields, South Shields, Durham, Sunderland, Darlington, Newcastle, and I quite often get involved with research at um, the Carew Centre in Newcastle in the Crestor Clinic. Uh, that involves, I was on one research operation where I was trialling a drug for six months. Um, I've been on an extended MRI scan and I wanted to physically take photographs of my journey because a lot of people tend to be scared of MRI machines or the whole process. And my my involvement is you know to say to people this re- this type of research is is very valuable to to whoever's carrying out the the research but it's also nothing to be scared of i'm trying to encourage people you know that that if i can do it you can do it um also we sit on various committees don't we we do indeed yeah we sit on a lot of research committees a lot of um, teaching hospital committees 
we're heavily involved with the Parkinson's nurse um, study that's going on at the moment. Um, we are looked upon as patient experts, aren't we? Yeah. But, you know, most weeks where, before COVID, we were two or three times a week, maybe in some of the hospitals, helping out on research. And likewise, traveling up and down the country to London was, was quite our thing. Um, to take part in conferences, um, to enlist in research in other areas, mm -hmm. and also meet and greet other sufferers of Parkinson's. We've even got people who mentor us from the States that have heard about us from um, sort of biotech companies or whatever companies. If anyone's involved with Parkinson's and wants us to help out, we will, you know, gladly help. So it's not just in the UK, we've been helping. It's in Belgium and all sorts of places, isn't it? Okay, so you mentioned that you know, you're not a charity. So, so how is Parkinson's Concierge you know, funded? <laughs> a very interesting question with a very interesting answer. Um, it, at the moment, it's funded out of our own pocket. We don't take donations, or sorry, we, we'd gladly take donations to keep running. Um, and in the past, we've, every penny we've taken as a donation has been handed over to charity. We're involved with the UK charities, um, helping them or certainly coming up with ideas for fundraising events. Unfortunately, with COVID, the outdoor element of fundraising events, which basically fund charities, has come to a, a, a rather abrupt stop. So, you know, we, we, we try and encourage funding for charities as such. But with regard to our own funding, it's been proven quite difficult to get the right kind of organizations to basically sponsor what we do we're always looking for um, grants etc for educational videos that we produced I mean last year I had DBS I'm not sure if you can see the scars there um, and because a lot of the the online videos available for people receiving DBS were quite Americanized in their talk, in their tone. Um, there was very little available for the UK market where things are done differently. Um, and so Charlotte and I applied for a grant funding for that educational video, uh, which, which was received and turned into, into some, I think it was a set of three videos. But <laughs> other than that, that was initially funded, wasn't it, by, yeah. I have two companies, so we own this company, and then I have a recruitment company, which I also work in full-time. Um, so, obviously, recruitment now is not, well, there's no business, but initially, that uh, my proceeds from that went into this company to start it up, and that's how we managed to start up at the beginning, wasn't it? But, essentially, everything else has been self-funded. It's really, really tough, because we live in Newcastle and all the conferences, as you know, are down in London. Um, and we do go to quite a few, but it's all self-funded, so it all adds up. So if anybody's got the belief in us and wants to help us out, we'd never turn any money down. But... I mean, part, so, part, part of that, sorry, Mike, part of that funding also included um, a trip last year to the World Parkinson's Congress, which was held in Kyoto in Japan. So that was 
<laughs> that was an expensive trip. Mm. So, so apart from the sort of, yeah, sort of the financial um, mm -hmm. sort of challenge, what what are the other sort of challenges that you know, the org the organization faces? I mean, uh... um, challenge wise, how busy we are at the moment, and how fast it could expand, and being able to cope with the volumes of business we're experiencing at the moment. We've recently had um, two great people join our team, Helen and Richard Underwood. Richard's also got Parkinson's and Helen is his wife, but they're an instrumental part of our expansion and how we're growing bigger. And, you know, bearing in mind we've teamed up with Remy Life and now it's going global. We've got people from all over everywhere asking us to do webinars for them because we're hosting webinars for people but we're doing like all-inclusive webinars where we, we actually do all the preparation and whoever the company say, oh, we'd like to have an audience of Parkinson's people, so we get them together, or they might say, we want, an, we want um, a panel of physiotherapists, so we'll get them together. We can put the two parties together from both communities so they can reach the audience they're, they're targeting at quite easily and then literally have a sort of pre-webinar pre -meet meeting and then off they go, it's all arranged for them and we've got the contact, contacts yeah. um, that we've built over the years now. So, as I mentioned in the introduction, so, you know, a lot of companies, they state that they're patient-centric mm -hmm. um, and you guys you know, must be, you know, have a lot of first-hand experience of exactly how patient-centric uh, uh, they are. I just wondered, what would you like sort of companies to do to improve the lives of, of, of people with Parkinson's? Personally, I would like inclusion, not exclusion. And by that, I mean anyone who's working for Parkinson's, please, any, any you know, never make a decision about us without us um we have a lot of experience we can put you in touch with a lot of people and because parkinson's is so variable from person to person um what's right academically for somebody coming into parkinson's without knowing a person with parkinson's the the, the academic side or the aspect of academia may not be appropriate for that that one person. So I would very much like to see any companies or any pharma or med tech, please include us. I, th I think as well, um, it's been so long that everybody's been researching for a cure. And I personally think if you get to know a community of people with Parkinson's and actually can relate to them, talk to them about their past, what they've grown up with, where they've lived, what, what other sort of conditions they suffer with. I truly believe that that will open up more ideas into what they're treating and what the cause of it is. Right, good. Well, I, I wish you absolutely, um, you know, well with, with, with all the sort of the efforts that uh, you guys are, are putting forward. Um, you know, thanks very much, you know, uh, Charlotte and Russ, for you know, taking the time to, to, to talk to us. 
Um, I think the insights that you, 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 you shared there, you know, sort of the challenges faced by people with Parkinson's and uh, are going to be of great interest, you know, particularly as I say, that, you know, companies who want to be patient centric. Uh, I think that you've kind of shown them a way that, um, you know, how they can actually achieve that. So thanks very much for, 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 for joining us. Um, uh, thanks to all our listeners for, um, for, for, for tuning in. If you'd like to actually uh, tune into future episodes, uh, follow us on our, our LinkedIn page because we'll be posting um, uh, alerts to future, future episodes. Um, so until next time, uh, stay safe and healthy. Uh, I'm Mike Ward and I'll see you in the next episode. 